Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh I'd like to welcome everyone to the sixth episode for the Life Haq podcast We have a very special guest uh, here about to join us inshallah very shortly But before that uh, I wanted to go over a few tips for change So even though uh, our position may be stationary even though our position and our situation may be confined inshallah ta'ala we can move forward in positive change there is no restriction in how far we can advance in positive change remember that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed the condition of yusuf within that period of time that he was in a prison before he went into the prison he was a slave after he was out of the prison, he was a leader, one of the top leaders of his land. So no matter where we are confined to, uh, our soul can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our character can improve. We can actually transverse miles and kilometers and even years in development, uh, inshallah ta'ala. So I'm going to give inshallah a few tips for positive change, inshallah, before we have our guest with us uh, today. So uh, firstly, for us to really uh, appreciate our situation, uh, for us to move forward, we need to be grateful for, for where we have come from and what we have been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us uh, in the Quran, وَقَلِيلُ مِنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ and few of my slaves, my few of my servants are grateful. And the most grateful of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was of course Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he is our model, he is our role model, he is our hero, he is who we are uh, striving to be like. And when Aisha radiallahu anha used to notice the habits of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, uh, and she used to see uh, how he would conduct himself. Uh, she was at times amazed by what she would see. She saw the Messenger of Allah وسلم, in the middle of the night praying continuously to Allah to the extent where the feet of the beloved Messenger of Allah وسلم, would be bleeding. So it would be cracking and bleeding. It would be swollen because of his stance uh, in Salah. So praying uh, for great periods of the night. And she wondered uh, and she asked the Messenger of Allah وسلم, Why do you need to pray so much when Allah has forgiven you? He's forgiven your deeds. And so the Messenger of Allah وسلم, responded by saying, Should I not be a grateful servant? Should I not be grateful? If we look at this, he is definitely one of the few servants of Allah who are grateful. And if truly we are grateful, then we can appreciate any situation that we are placed in. Whether we are in a physical prison, whether we are confined to our homes, whether we are suffering from uh, any type of ailment or conditions, being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's, that's an important uh, aspect of it. It's not just stop, full stop at being grateful. Be grateful, full stop. It's be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because uh, nowadays, if you read a lot of self-help books, if you listen to a lot of self-help, uh, you know, audio lectures, uh, YouTube videos, many of them will say the medical benefits of being grateful, the mental health benefits of being grateful, how it affects your relationships. But who are you going to be grateful to? Because it stops, it's incomplete. So by studying human beings, they understand that being grateful is a, a praiseworthy, is a beneficial human characteristic. But it's still, it's incomplete because who could you, you could be grateful to somebody uh, who is evil. You could be grateful uh, to your own uh, ego and you're just inflating your own self. But for us, we know true gratitude is to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And change starts first by being grateful to Allah is you have to be grateful, you have to assess your situation. 
And so part of the assessment of your situation, uh, the next tip is actually to reflect. And if you can, if you can dedicate some time, if you can be purposeful about this, then your reflection uh, should be uh, purposeful. It should be uh, in a form of maybe even journaling or taking some time to consciously think about it, not just to say, oh, yes, uh, I'm grateful uh, for uh, having so many blessings. And you don't actually think about those blessings. You don't actually think about the signs of Allah SWT around you. You don't actually think of maybe perhaps uh, all that has occurred in your life, all the time that you have been given, all the opportunities that you have been given. And if we look at several ayat in the Quran, uh, Allah SWT tells us, uh, for example, in the Quran, so relate to them uh, the stories. So why? Uh, why sh should you tell them these stories in the Quran, these uh, instances from history? So that perhaps they may reflect. Okay. Uh, and in another ayah in the Quran, Allah says that thus we did explain the ayat. We explained the, the, the signs, the revelation in detail for people. Why? So so that for people who reflect. Uh, in another ayah in the Quran, Allah he told us that he sent down the Quran so that we may ponder over its verses. For who? Ulul al-Bab. For the people of understanding. So take this time for to develop real positive change. So we're talking about positive change because you can change for the negative. Any stimulus, whether it is good or bad, uh, can make you change for the better or the worse. And so we want to take uh, whatever we are facing and we want to change it for the better. So number one, be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to go on that path of positive change. Number two, reflect. And if you can take the time even to journal, make some uh, journal for yourself, not necessarily uh, to show to people on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but just for yourself, firstly and foremostly. Uh, another uh, uh, tip for positive change is not only are you developing your uh, mental strength, your spiritual strength, but your physical strength. So uh, our Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says a strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer, uh, even though there is goodness in both. And the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to encourage horseback riding, swimming, archery, wrestling, running. And so these are all these practical physical activities that makes a person uh, stronger, makes a person more self-confident. And so take the time now for regular exercise. And inshallah, I'm going to ask my guests later on about some uh, exercise uh, tips, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, take the time to, uh, when, you, uh, when, you, when you are in salah, when you are in salah, to give it its time. Don't rush the salah. Give the salah some time. Give, the, give salah a chance to purify you, to get the full benefits from the salah. Because between each salah is a wiping of sins. But how come the salah doesn't uh, benefit us as much as it did to our predecessors? Why does the salah not affect us like it would affect uh, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he would be standing in the middle of the night in salah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or even the sahaba like Uthman bin Affan radiallahu anhum. Uh, another uh, tip for positive change during this time are acts of kindness and do not restrict your acts of kindness just as Allah SWT hasn't restricted his mercy to you do not restrict your mercy and kindness to other people our Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he says he who does not thank the people does not thank Allah so one of the things what I've done personally during this time when I have free, free time I have tried to reach out to as many people uh, that I can, that I can think of who have who have benefited me in any capacity. So I have like a whole list of teachers that I've like just ran. How are you doing? Do you need anything? Uh, is everything okay on your end? Uh, and try to give them some positive words. Do something to thank people, to th say I'm thinking of you, uh, especially in a time where maybe people are concerned with their own self. Try to turn the camera on somebody else to see who you can give attention to, who you can give uh, some uh, random acts of kindness for. And 
when we're talking about uh, creating good habits, when we're talking about um, uh, trying to make your habits now, because remember, your habits, what you do on a regular basis become your habits. And your habits become your character. And your character becomes your identity. And your identity is one of the strongest forces that direct you where you will go in the future. Okay? So uh, at this period of time, create good habits for yourself. And one of the ways that you can create good habits for yourself is make the path towards good things easier and make the path towards bad things harder. Okay? So for example, if I want to regularly work out, if I want to make it part of my habit, part of my routine, part of my schedule, then what I should do is I have a particular time that I work out. I should make sure that there won't be uh, any impediments in the way of that. And uh, maybe I'll have my workout clothes. Maybe I'll have an area of the house uh, that's cordoned off for working out. But everything's all ready to go. I've already done the preset up. Okay, I want to... Uh, listen to this podcast. I have the podcast set up, ready to play while I'm working out, whatever it could be. So I've made the arrangements for that habit that I want to be consistent with. I've prearranged that. I've made the path easier towards that. So for example, uh, for Salah, you know, you already have the sajada out. You already have uh, the, the prayer area clean. Uh, you're making sure, say, for example, it's Fajr. You don't uh, harm or you don't sabotage your fajr by going to bed very, very late and then you'll be tired. You may not get up for fajr and then you'll miss the fajr salah. So you're making the path towards good easier. You make the path towards things that aren't as praiseworthy that you want to try to uh, remove from your uh, schedule, from your character much, much harder. So a few tips for positive change. Uh, inshallah ta'ala, we can implement uh, some of these things, uh, inshallah. And now I would like to welcome to the podcast, uh, my dear beloved brother, friend, uh, companion all around, um, uh, mashallah, uh, uh, partner in Dawah, uh, so to speak, uh, to the podcast. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Imam Abdullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Walaikum salam Doctor. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair. I know you have a I know you have a busy <clears throat> schedule, but I really appreciate you being here with us. And uh, I appreciate uh, also for the fact that Ontario right now is one of the hardest hit provinces. So um, the latest statistics that I've seen from the Government of Canada website is that uh, Ontario has uh, 11,000, almost 11,000 cases, or actually, no, no, sorry, that's Quebec. It has uh, almost 6,000 cases, and uh, there is uh, over 200 deaths uh, in the province. Um, so what can you say? How is it going right now in, in the province? What is the state of the community uh, as it stands right now? I mean, subhanAllah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's the same uh, throughout the country, but definitely, you know, the bigger, the areas where there's, there's a greater population, like I was just listening, like we, I'm from Burlington, right? Um, in Burlington, I mean, we have, it's it's still bad here, but it's, it's nowhere close to what it's like in uh, some regions like Toronto, Peel, other regions where where it's just ballooning, right? Uh, so I was listening, actually listening to a program today. So, so. You know, we went we went for a walk uh, today. I went out with for a walk with my family, um, and just to kind of uh, enjoy the fresh air and, and try to get out in a safe way. Uh, but I was listening to the radio, and the radio the radio host was actually saying that you know what, just going for a walk in Toronto downtown is extremely stressful, right? Why? Right. Because yeah, because there's so many people trying to do the same thing. Like I was I was speaking to my wife. I was saying that you know what, if uh, like if we go out every, once a day for half an hour, you go for a walk and so on, it's not going to be so bad, even if every single person in Burlington did that, right? Yeah. In Toronto, if everybody tries to even go out for 15 minutes, it's yes. going to be crowded, right? So that's, yes. so that, that's one of the things that, I mean, people are, are feeling cooped up and people are feeling that like, and you can, you can sometimes see that frustration on 
especially especially uh, you know when someone when you see people that may not have belief right that don't mm-hmm. that don't have the strength of their iman um, then what happens is this is everything right this is this mm-hmm. there's so much this this is this is the all and end all for us have we you know see, have every- you seen some of the videos of people losing their cool I saw um, a video <laughs> uh, like I think it was TMZ they had a guy who was really frustrated because they had reserved time at the bank for seniors. And mm. so he became really, very frustrated. He started swearing and yelling. And he went to the door handle and started coughing on the door handle and sneezing it and rubbing the, the door handle like that, you know? Oh, uh, and uh, he just started screaming and yelling and stormed off. So uh, you see people losing that their, their cool in Quebec as well at a Walmart. A 25-year-old went with his girlfriend. The security guard didn't allow him inside the store and so he took his car and he ran him over he ran over the security guard and this security guard subhanallah has five kids a wife and he's in he's in intensive care you know because of this and so yeah there are people who are losing their cool have you seen instances of that well alhamdulillah you know we i haven't i haven't seen any any instances in person alhamdulillah um, the closest I think I got was today. I went to the to to for for to get some groceries. Uh, the person after me, the 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 teller, uh, says to him that you know what? How are you feeling today? And he goes, I am extremely frustrated, right? Yeah. So I just kind of put my head down and <laughs> just walked off. But that's that's the extent of what I've seen. But you know, yeah. Subhanallah. On my way out, at the same, I went to the grocery store. On the way out. I was just putting the stuff in my car, taking off my gloves and everything. And uh, there's there's an older lady uh, that's also parked her car. She's taking out her stuff. She's putting her stuff in, and she says, "You know what? I never thought I'd live to see the day, right?" Mm-hmm. And then and then she kind of just we were just speaking, and I was just saying that you know what, uh, you know this this kind of situation it either brings out the best in you or it brings out the worst in you, right? This is yeah. when this is the true test of who you are, of what kind of person you are. And she said, you know what, that is so true, right? And and she she I mean it was it was a very positive kind of interaction, right? Um and, and subhanAllah, I think as Muslims, this is our chance to shine. Wallahi, this is our chance to shine. Like it, the more difficult it gets, the greater the opportunity there is for us to shine. That you know what, we yes. have, mashallah, we have this amazing uh we we have the stability of our iman, we have this 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 uh, support of the fact mm-hmm. that you know what our tawakkul is uh, is on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We adopt the means, but we have we have complete trust in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And no matter what, whatever Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wishes to happen to us, we have done everything within our capability. We are living our lives the best that we possibly can. So we have the strength now. With that strength, if we reach out to others, Subhanallah, this is such. Do, an do you op- think then it's a good opportunity for for dawah? Uh, another uh, another uh, person I spoke with, she told me that uh, her husband observed this young guy, you know, going from this hardware store uh, with with a can of paint, right? And he's saying, unfortunately, a lot of these young guys, because he's like a roughneck, he works like you know a laborer and stuff like that. He said, unfortunately, a lot of these young guys to cope. Uh, you know, they'll, it's a you know a cheap and expensive way. They'll they'll sniff like paint or some of these you know uh, wow. like uh, chemicals, right? That will give them high to kind of cope or deal with uh, the situation. And of course, it's destroying brain cells. It's not a healthy way to cope with this, right? There's uh, articles that came out. Uh, domestic violence is on the rise. Absolutely. Alcohol sales are going you know are increasing. That's probably one of the biggest industries that are benefiting uh, from the situation as well. So do you think this is a good time that we can give dawah to, to people and, and how can we how can we do it without necessarily sounding like we're condescending or we're uh, you know we're looking down on people essentially what's a, what's a way what what do, you, what do you think is a good technique to approach people uh, to remind them about Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala in a situation like this like, you know what subhanallah I think I think number one is to build the connection through through lending a helping hand, right? Even at the masjid, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, we, we just just I think it was yesterday or the day before we put out a banner uh, in front of the masjid with with the ayah of the Quran, Inna ma'al usri yusra, Inna ma'al usri yusra, 
right? Indeed, with with uh, with difficulty there is ease. Indeed, uh, with difficulty there is ease, right? And then after that, we just we have a small message that you know what? Although we have to be uh, physically separated, this should be a time for us to come together and just basically like you know what? The teachings of Rasulullah smile at someone, make someone's day better, help people, and so on and so forth. And at the end, we just said that you know what? If you have any any if you want any help or if you need any help. Then reach out to us. This is our. This is our, this is where you can reach out to us. It will be on our our honor. And I think that the, building this first type of kind of connection, I think that is very important, right? And then also, you know, in in conversations, if we ever have the ability of having a conversation, just speaking about what our what our iman means to us, right? And how how it has helped us through this. And Subhanallah, just thinking about just talking, just sometimes I think even just sharing with people that you know what. We we think that we're so advanced. We think that we have so much. We think that we're so we we, we you know especially in these Western countries that you know we were somehow safe. But yes. this 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 one small creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has brought the world to its knees, right? Yes. So I think speaking about it that when we speak about it and we speak with conviction, right? Mm-hmm. That is very very powerful. I think yes. so. There's just something like that, yeah. And yeah. and and I feel um, people. At this point that I've spoken with, they are all willing to accept that this virus is bigger than us. You you know what I mean? It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than nations. So, uh, you you know, when you speak to people about this, when you bring it in that like line of logic and thinking, everyone's readily willing to accept that. Yeah, you're right. This virus is bigger than than all of us. It's bigger than Absolutely. all of us. So they're willing to accept that this virus is bigger than all of us. Then could you conceive that there is something bigger than this virus and more powerful than this wire, virus? That's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then yeah. they're humbled at this state because they're feeling the negative effects and the ferocity of this virus, right? Mm. They're willing to humble themselves and say, yes, there is something bigger than I. Mm. And then mm-hmm. it's like, can you conceive then? That there is something bigger and more powerful than this virus, which has completely stopped this world. Can you think about maybe something that started this world mm. in the first place? It's you know, powerful. sometimes I feel like you can use that as a gateway to get people to think about the bigger picture. You know, mm. you know, my 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 sister was talking to me, uh, and she says that there's one ayah that keeps on coming to my mind. Uh, that's no one knows the army of, of your Lord except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except for him himself. Meaning, subhanAllah, this is so small, right? We think yeah. about, uh, there's so many different examples through the stories of the prophets, through the story of Rasulullah sallallahu the seerah, through where there's so many different ways, right? In the time of the Ababil and the, and, and the, and the elephants, right? Here, yeah. like there's so many different things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just has to want, will, for something to happen, and he can use any one of his his army for this to happen. So I think speaking speaking to that, and you know your your point that that you know what everybody's thinking about this to be everybody has understood this to be bigger than all of us, right? And we are all the same in dealing with this. I think even trying to link that to the fact that you know this is what this is what as Muslims we have been told from the very beginning that you are all one, you are all the same, and when it yes. really comes down to it, all the nations. All of this, you know, our borders, all of that stuff, it's all s- superficial, right? Mm-hmm. People take it to be so so important, but it's 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 so superficial. And I think so just kind of linking it to the teachings and, of our, and, of our and, age, and yeah. look at the many personal sacrifices we are all being asked to make for the collective good. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that's never brought into our discourse. That's never mm-hmm. brought into public discourse. Uh, especially when it comes to morality, that there a lot of the uh, moral injunction, injunctions in Islam are for the collective good of society, you know? Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. may be present. So it's not about eradicating it. It's not about eradicating it. So, for example, you cannot eradicate uh, social or uh, the fact that people may be doing, uh, violating social distancing, right? You cannot completely stop that. But for the public good, this is a policy for everyone to follow. And if you do that, then hopefully as a society, we'll be on the right track 
to so to speak to flatten this curve you know yeah. but, but many of the injunctions in islam we have to understand on a societal level it's not necessarily uh there because people will say oh people will still do uh these haram things mm-hmm. you will never you won't eradicate it but as long as the trajectory of society uh and the normalization of what is good within society is maintained then at least uh, it's in the it's going in the right direction right it's going yeah. into a beneficial that's a direction point. that's a, that's a beautiful point subhanallah um you know what so so i actually wanted to um I wanted to talk about Ramadan, man. Can we, can yes. we touch on Ramadan? Yes, yes, we can. I was going to get to Ramadan, um, but yeah, let's, if you want to uh, <laughs> hit, hit Ramadan. Sorry for pushing it, man. Yeah, no, I, no, no. Yeah. Like, uh, no, what are, some, what what are some preparations that you're making for Ramadan? What are some advices that you think yeah. we can do to uh, to benefit like, from Ramadan, yeah, inshallah? Yeah. You know what it is? I think for Ramadan, this Ramadan is going to be like, like a Ramadan that like never before especially it's, for the it's, men folk. it's for the history books it's going to be yeah, around absolutely man because because if you think about it subhanallah especially for the men and even those even the sisters who are used to going to the masjid for whether it be iftar whether it be tarawih whatever it is people that are used to being connected to the masjid in ramadan they're not going to we're not going to have that this time mm-hmm. right so this is do you think a real, people will do you think people will uh, extend their iftar, you know, because lately what we had to do, we couldn't overeat really, because you got to have a quick snack so you can make it in time for Aisha, because it's very quick, right? They'll mm-hmm. they'll pray very quickly, and you know, if you want to do taraweh, so you don't have that much time to overeat. Do you feel that there could be a chance that it's like when iftar starts, it doesn't stop till suhoor? <laughs> you know what it is, subhanAllah. I, 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 you know what it is, and this is what it is. We have to from now. Like we have to really look forward and we have to make a plan for ourselves that, you know what, how are we going to make this Ramadan even more productive than last ones, despite everything that's happening, right? SubhanAllah, because because it's easy to fall down that that road. It's easy to kind of uh, give into complacency and, you know what, okay, we're doing Isha at home anyways. You know what, everybody do it yourself or whatever. Or you could actually make Isha a Jama'ah where, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's doing the Jama'ah you're, where... You know, maybe you even read a hadith or two after after salah, right? Yes. Where you're doing taraweeh, right? Someone, someone, you're actually trying to memorize more Quran to be able to read taraweeh. This can be an amazing Ramadan for us if if we try, if we if we're disciplined and trying to make it Ramadan. And Subhanallah, you know, uh, uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows the challenges that we that that we face. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows the sacrifices that you're making or that all of us will try to be making inshallah to make the Ramadan productive and based on that we, we may not be in a masjid but it's very possible that we may get more reward this Ramadan than Ramadan other Ramadans right so I think that's that that's, that's something that we just have to all, we, we have to have our mind on how, how do you uh, think we can maximize the reward you know what I think I think from basically from now because again, when you're in your, the thing is, subhanAllah, and I spoke about this with my community, um, that, you know, the, the beauty of the masjid and the beauty of trying to come to the masjid for five time daily salah. And if not, I know in today's time is difficult, but you try to come for one or two day, two salahs a day. The beauty of that and the reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us more reward for that is because we inspire one another. Right, we motivate one another. So you may be on a day, you know what? You you made it to the masjid, but you know what? It's not your best day spiritually, right? You're trying, you're kind of just getting through your salah. You're not spending a lot of time on your sunnah, and then you see like an old an old uncle who basically ha- it takes him like 30 seconds to get up from sujood, right, into standing position, but he's doing all of his salah standing, right? Mm-hmm. That's motivating. That's inspiring. So that's so when you go and you see, and that's the strength of going to the masjid, that's not going to be there this time. So it's going to. So true. we have to build our spiritual stamina right now, right? Mm. So you know, trying to spend more time with the Quran, trying to spend more time in the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and and you know, Subhanallah. Sometimes these things they they seem it seems like it's it's oversimplified, but Wallahi, this is this is the hard work that we put in, and and then. Through, what are right? some practical uh, tips spending that you more can time give? Because, because yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know, mashallah, um, Sorry, I, you know, 
Pardon? I missed. I'm sorry. I just missed what you what you said. No, no I was the saying, last, last you know, mashallah, like I've spent time with you and I know you regularly like you'll read several juz a day. But maybe for people who aren't at that level, what are some like practical tips that you can give them? Uh, because I feel a lot of times people, they have a hard time connecting with the with, with the Quran. Uh, they have a hard time, you know, to them. The reason why they're able to connect better in Ramadan is because they go to the masjid and you, you're listening to beautiful recitations, you're going through the ayat of Qur'an. So you have an environment that's pushing you towards, uh, you know, a different state, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Here, we have to almost create that state. And as you said, you may not have that stamina, you know what I mean? You may be out of shape spiritually you know him yeah, like absolutely. you know you understand what i'm saying you're like it's like uh you might have a a goal to read one juz a day but then maybe just a couple pages might be really hard so what are ways you think can make that quran experience more dynamic like are there reciters that we should be listening <clears throat> to are there tafsir of quran that we're listening to are there books that you recommend what are some dynamic ways to come at it at like you know different ways you know what i mean yeah, so basically what I what I believe is, look, our relationship with the Qur'an is in understanding the Qur'an, in reciting the Qur'an, and also, you know, listening to the Qur'an is also a very, a very great act of reward. So I think mm -hmm. incorporating all of these things, and if you can start from now, you know what, if, you know, maybe you don't get through, like, maybe we don't get through, like, half a juice even, right? Maybe you do one page a day. You, you find a Qari that you like, and, and just the search of that Qari that you like is going to be beautiful, right? Who's, find, your, who's your favorite Qari? Uh, you know what? I, I really like Mahir al-Mu'aqili, right? Yes, mashallah. Um, classic. And, uh, classic. Yeah, 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 classic, exactly, right? And, <laughs> yeah, and Sheikh Banda Balila, right? Uh, Lately, uh, you know, Sheikh, I've been uh, like really affected by uh, Ibrahim Jabrin. Have you, heard, have you heard Ibrahim Jibreel? I haven't. No, no, I haven't. Oh, you got it. There's some beautiful, beautiful uh, recitations you can see on YouTube of Ibrahim mm. Jibreel. Because the Mu'aiqali, yes. Like I was uh, prior to it's... that, I was in a I was in Mu'aiqali like a phase, right? <laughs> and then I started hearing uh, a few a surah from Ibrahim Jibreel, and I started going uh, towards there. There's a very beautiful one on YouTube in Surah Al Asra. It's like, mashallah, very beautiful recitation. Yeah. So you know, but you know what I think? I think even if people just take one page a day, take one page a day, where you know what you do, you're doing all three things. You find the qari that you like, right? Mm. And you listen to that one page. You're looking into the Quran. You're listening to that one page. You you're, you're kind of listening with a lot of focus, right? You're looking through the Quran, and then and then you you read the translation of that of that same page. So you're connecting with the meaning of the Quran, right? Mm. And and then after that, you're actually reciting that one page yourself, and see how powerful it is, right? Yeah. And if you know, and if you can do that, if you can do that now, one page, and you slowly build up to two pages, and so on. In Ramadan, even if you're not going to the masjid, man, you're mm -hmm. still you're still able to connect with the Quran. So you know, so, so sometimes we have to we have to kind of break through. You know, when we were talking about uh, someone's trying to read the Quran, and you know. Uh, they they don't feel the connection and they stop after a few pages or whatever, right? Sometimes we gotta break through that shell. Once you break yes. through that shell, then then ibadat become like that. That's when it becomes something that you start enjoying. But you yes. first have to break through the shell of your nafs, right? So yes. that that is basically what has to happen here. And this is how I, I remember in my younger now. days, uh, like in early years in university. It could have even been my first year of university. I remember talking to a brother. I said, uh, "Like it's amazing when you're able to connect with the Quran." And then he was telling me, "He's like, man, I just find it repetitive, and, and like you know, I just <laughs> was telling me the same thing over and over again." And then I said, "I'm like, are you sure you're reading the same book?" I'm like, "I don't yes. think, oh, I, I, I don't think you're reading the Quran because if you can." sincerely approach the Quran but it is you know you it's it's like such a powerful uh, book of guidance if you think about it though for the Sahaba like we can read pages and pages of the Quran correct and then we can kind of be desensitized it's not affecting us that much but for them it's like an ayat comes down a single ayat comes down and it changes their whole program 
It's like they're reprogrammed now. It's like society has changed. The landscape has changed. What used to be halal is now haram. What is haram is halal. Like it's completely changed uh, society. Yeah. So each ayat was like like this thing that completely restructured you know society. You know what I mean? So I, I think that what, what you're saying is so relevant that it's not necessarily you uh, like you know sometimes we get in this mode. I just got to finish the whole Quran, which is very praiseworthy. And we should, I think that's a very noble objective to Absolutely, do. Yeah. But for your own development, uh, ponder on maybe one or two verses, get into it, go deep, mm. you know, in, in terms of that, because that is where the secret lies, I believe, mm. is that when you can really let it soak in and not just try to say, okay, I'm going through this, well, you know, okay, one juz, two juz, and you're, get, you're getting through the ayat, like, just reading and listening to the Quran, there's barakah, there's reward, correct? In that? Absolutely, yeah. And But like for your spiritual development and change and to take those ayat and say, okay, how do I take this ayat to now challenge myself and change myself and transform myself and transform uh, the society around me? Mm, for sure. You know what? You know what I would suggest is if people go through it in this way, they go through it, they're reading the translation, they're reading it, they're listening to it. And and you know when when there's an ayah that speaks to you, you can recite that ayah again and again, man. We keep on reciting it. Like some some of the some of our aslaf, they would spend the whole night reciting one ayah, right? They'd get stuck on one ayah, and they they'd spend the whole night reciting that one ayah. Why? Because that is affecting them, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that that and and again at the end of the at the end of the day, we if 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 we you know subhanallah when when a person's sick. When you pers when a person gets sick, right? Uh, and this is this is one of this is the saying of uh, uh, Uthman radiallahu anhu, where Uthman radiallahu anhu says, "Law anna qulubuna tahurat ma shabi'na min kalami rabbina." That if our if our hearts were pure, then we would never be we would never be saturated with the, with the words of our Lord, right? So so here it is, this Quran that has that has changed the hardest of hearts, right? Um, this same Quran, if we, if a person feels like, you know what, it's not really touching me, that means that there's some kind of sickness. When a person's sick, it doesn't. You can put the the best plate of biryani in front of this person, right? Yes. Whatever, whatever someone likes, the best kind of food that this person likes, some kind of rich, really nice, spicy, non, whatever it is, a person likes. You put that in front of that person, and he, but he's sick at this moment. He's not going to eat it. He's not even going to want to look at it. Why? Because he's sick, right? So yeah. if if the Quran's not touching us. It means that there's something that we have to work on for sure. There's a weakness yeah. within ourselves. I, I've, I've given the analogy as you've used food as an analogy. I've used exercise as an analogy. Mm. Uh, I've said if you're out of shape and you work out for that first time, man, you're like, I'm never going to work out. Every <laughs> muscle true. in my body is That's sore. That's a perfect example. You know what I mean? But the more you work out, the more you enjoy it. You know, like yeah. it becomes, okay, for I'm sure. not as sore. I, I'm enjoying it much, much more. Uh, and you're you're into it especially when you become good at it right when you get yeah. good at certain workouts and whatnot mm -hmm. uh, and I, I find that too is you know for people who are first approaching it you're absolutely correct sometimes it is difficult to spend a lot lot of time with it uh, you know with the Quran or uh, to get that that immersion that you know that feeling that that complete feeling of uh, felicity you know with the Quran mm -hmm. but the more you do it, and the more you stick with it, and it, it, the process itself is a uh, uh, is a purification, right? Yeah, as 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 where you zakki him that these ayat, you're supposed to purify the people with these ayat. So that's that process of purification. Uh, sometimes is difficult, especially when there's these tough to remove stains, sins that you yeah. have on your heart. You know, those tough to remove oh, sins yeah. that you have on your heart. So, it, 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 you know, if you have the same thing on a cloth, that's a, a tough to remove stain. It takes time and effort and you got to squeeze it out sometimes. Right. Yeah, subhanallah. subhanallah. Very true. Um, yeah. So, you know, what what uh, I was thinking about, uh, you said you were going to we were going to talk about exercise. My time's I'm looking at my time. I'm thinking, you, know, you, know you gave me way too uh, short time. It was like a violation. You side <laughs> side swiped me with I'm this so like sorry, time man. limit. I'm so sorry. You know what it is? It's things have been so busy. Like subhanallah, you no, know. I know. I know you're super uh, yeah. busy. There's two things yeah. I want to talk to you about uh, before yeah. um, we uh, conclude. One is working out. One is the beard, though. Uh, I want to talk to you about the beard uh, because uh, 
uh, the whole issue with masks, right? So, you know, mashallah, you have a very strong beard game. And a lot of the brothers, uh, they love their beards. And I have, and I have had uh, brothers who are physicians approach me and say, you know what? They're telling me to shave my beard, to cut my beard for those N95 masks, you know, to have proper respirators and things like that. So on one end, like um, there's people who are in the professional field that um, may need to trim or cut their beards for that reason, for those masks. Uh, on another end, you may have the average brother thinking, hey, are these beards dangerous? And what I'll say for that, because I've looked up some research in regards to that, because uh, there has been some researchers and doctors that were asked this question at the University of Guelph, and they say that um, if uh, if the, the virus actually does not last very long outside the respiratory tract, okay, so that's where the virus can last the longest, and they feel that viruses and COVID-19 in particular would not last more than a few hours if it landed on a beard. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the uh, there's a quote from uh, one of the doctors, Dr. Suman Chakravarti. says, once the virus is in the environment and out of its natural habitat in the respiratory tract, it doesn't do so well. And so he says that um, it may... He says that it may even just be active for a few minutes, several minutes on a beard. So theoretically, after a fresh cough or sneeze by someone with a beard, and then someone else happens to immediately kiss that person, there is the risk of transmission. Okay. So it doesn't seem like for the average person, uh, they would having a beard would add, add, you know add an extra layer of harm to themselves yeah. or the people around them because it's just like their skin or other parts of the body just maybe a few minutes if they wash it off clean it off they may be okay and i don't think anybody's gonna s go kiss a brother with uh you know what i mean who just sneezed and coughed on himself mm -hmm. right it's not a very yeah. it's not a very attractive yeah. setup you know for <laughs> to get kissed by anybody <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. i mean uh yeah. but but um that's what that's what the research tells us generally speaking with viruses and beards. So what are your thoughts on that? You know what, subhanAllah, this isn't even something that I thought about. Like I wasn't, it isn't even something that came to, come to my mind, especially as someone that's not dealing with this uh, on a medical level, right? Yes. Um, you know, subhanAllah, the only time that, that our actions should change or what we're doing is when there is a confirmed threat of something, right? Yeah. That is when things change, right? When there's a confirmed confirmed threat to someone's life, confirmed threat to, to to a person's health, and so on and so forth, that is when the hukam can change. That is when the ruling of something can change. Now here, you know what? There's a chance something may happen. This that you know what? We have to uh, we have to try to stick firmly, stick firmly to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and don't don't let it don't let ourselves be shaken so quickly, right? Especially when the the medical research itself is telling us that you know what it's not that big of a it's not that big of a threat and so on uh it's we should we shouldn't even be thinking about that right so yeah, yeah what about healthcare professionals with regard For them again, to have, again. Uh, the mask that I mask uh they they won't uh, get you a a proper seal when you have a beard mm -hmm. so again this 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 is something i that i think um you know, a very big part of knowledge is to be able to say that, you know what, you don't know if you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So in this case, I think that this this kind of question would be best answered by a mufti, right? By someone who has, who, 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 is, uh, who is a mufti, who's, who's more well-trained in that area, right? Um, again, but I think the principle here is that there has to be a uh, uh, a confirmed threat. So I, the medical professionals will be able to uh, make that distinction themselves as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I know yeah, it's not a very and, clear and, answer, and I think, but, and yeah. I think it's I, I, probably uh, it's going to be a different uh, answer for people in different situation, right? So a person who's in a Absolutely. different situation, Absolutely. it'll be a different a different answer. And uh, generally speaking, if you look at the research and what they're telling us on how to avoid uh, viral infection. We're finding it within the sunnah. We're finding so many things. With so many things, washing your hands, 
uh, even the the act of wudu itself. By the way, washing your hands is a way to uh, avoid viral transmission. When you sniff the water and drain and you're blowing it out your nose, again, this is another way, your sinus tract, your mouth, ways of dislodging the know. absorption process of, of the virus. So many aspects of our sunnah, you know, black seed oil, you look at, you know, these uh, Tibbet Nabawi, like the, pro the medicine of the prophet. Uh, even now they're telling us, Imam, to wear niqab. They're telling everybody <laughs> to wear niqab. Trump is going on national television telling people, you know, if you want, you can wear a scarf over your, <laughs> you know, go ahead. You can wear the scarf, also known as a niqab. No, no, he's not saying yeah, that. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, people are saying, the health officials are saying, you can wear, yeah. you know, even cloth covering over your face. And it's not 100%. It's not as good as the N95 niqab. But it is... Uh, a uh, it, it 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 blocks a certain transmission of uh, you know particles and things like that. So oh, yeah. there's a lot of within the sunnah that's embedded, you know, which is which is a beautiful thing. And who knows if they did research a project to see, okay, having a beard, how much of the viral particles are trapped within the beard and prevent oh. it from going to your respiratory tract? Because yeah. there is research that shows having a beard actually prevents skin cancer in men. So it, it it protects you from you know these uh, you know that type of malignancy, um, but before you have to go, I know you're you're rushing, you're about to rush. But we had a very legendary um, late night work workout session. I remember uh, you know several years ago. I don't know if you remember. I do. Uh, yourself, I do. myself, and Adil, and Adil, it was yeah. a pretty yeah, yeah. And we were wor basically worked out until we had to we got kicked out of the gym. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so. What are some workout tips that you can give us? Because I mentioned in my reminder at the beginning that the strong believer is better than uh, the weak believer. And Rasul his sunnah is to make sure that we're that we're fit, we're strong. The Messenger of Allah was active uh, throughout his life. So how can we stay active? Because uh, you know we've we some spent some time. So I know you have some really good fitness workout uh, tips, inshallah. Yeah, so you know what it is. It doesn't. It it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's long, right? I, uh, you know what? Um, first of all, I think if you wake up in the morning, you have a time. You already spoke about it a little bit, right? You have a time. You have your things set up. You have you have you know what you're gonna do. So you're alleviating all the all the things that can be barriers, right? Everything that can be barrier, and you're ready to go, right? Um, yes. So the thing is, even if people just choose, you choose like three exercises, for example, you know, if someone, if people have like a, a small, they have a kettlebell, like nowadays, I, I, I like, I like spending time with kettlebells because of the kettlebells very, are very good. They're, they're versatile. They're very easy to use. Right. Um, so you know what you have, you have a kettlebell, right? Three exercises, you have three mm. exercises and you do them one after the other. Uh, there's something that's called every minute on the minute, right? So, for example, uh, you choose, uh, let's just say, a kettlebell swing, right? You do a kettlebell swing. You have 15, 15 reps. You do 15 reps within the minute. If you finish the 15 minutes in, in 30, if you finish the 15 reps in 30 seconds, you get 30 minute, 30 seconds to rest. Every minute on the minute. So, at the end of the minute, you have to start the next exercise. And the okay. end, of, end of that minute, you're starting, starting that exercise. You're doing three nice. exercises. That's all. So, for example, you do kettlebell swings. You do uh, front squats, right? The goblet yes. squat where you're holding it and you're going to do the goblet squat. 15, yeah. 15 reps. Again, 15 reps. If you finish them early, you get more rest. If you, if you take your time, you don't get any rest. It's the same thing, right? Okay. So, you do that and then you do push-ups. Uh, you do push-ups, 15 push-ups. And every minute on the minute, you do ten rounds of that. I, I actually yeah. just just uh, was just thinking of trying this tomorrow. Do ten mm -hmm. rounds of that, and this is this is a cardio exercise. It's yes. a muscle building exercise. So so this is something I think if people just and you can start with whatever you want to start with. Start small mm -hmm. and make it quick. Don't don't have longer longer workouts. Try to keep them to twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Uh, minus the the stretching and everything before and after, and it becomes more sustainable, right? Yes. And and you know what, Subhanallah. Right now, one of the things that people have been saying, a lot of people that I talk to, is that you know what, people are starting to put on pounds, right? Because everybody's oh, at home. Oh <laughs> yeah, they're making a lot of trips, a lot of a lot of long romantic walks to the fridge, Imam. A lot of long romantic <laughs> so, walks to the fridge, you know. <laughs> the thing is. 
people are putting on pounds, right? Yeah, yes. people are putting on pounds. So, so the yeah. thing is, one of the things we're in the month of Shaban. I mean, we've come to the half point mark, right? But the month of Shaban is a month where we're supposed to be fasting a lot, anyway. So maybe try fasting on Mondays and Thursdays, right? On the days so that move, you're fasting, move when... from the kettle corn to the kettle bell. That's what you're Absol saying. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You hear it here first. It's time for you to move from the kettle corn to the kettle bell. <laughs> and then Allah. you will make your body strong. Yeah, subhanallah. Subhanallah. Yeah. Have so, you tried and, and, deck squats? Have you tried deck squats? No. You should look that up. That's pretty that's a full body thing. Deck squats and snatches. I don't know if you tried snatches, with the kettle, yeah. with, with, with the, with the kettlebell. Those mm. uh, are probably another really good full body uh, kettlebell workout. Mashallah. Mm. But the thing is, you know what? In, 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 um, Get up. I don't know if you tried the Turkish get up. Yeah, Turkish get up. Exactly. Yeah. Not the delight. Um, not Turkish delights. Again, it's, it's, I have to, because <laughs> somebody's going to misconstrue this and do 15 Turkish delights after this podcast, and then we'll be to blame. <laughs> so, not, not, not the Turkish delight. It's Turkish get up. It's a different Absolutely. thing. Yeah, full it's, body exercise. You know what it is? In Even in Ramadan, subhanAllah, Ramadan can be like a spiritual rejuvenation, but also like a physical rejuvenation right like it, it this can be a time where you can you can get in the best shape of your life physically yes. spiritually every aspect right the thing is when when we're fasting what what i like to do is when i'm fasting about one hour before um, before iftar right body weight exercises maybe a little bit of kettlebells a little bit not too much weight you're, you're trying to move more you're trying to you're trying to build up a sweat and the thing is if you're doing it an hour before iftar you know your body you know yes. your body. So the thing is, the moment that you feel, hey, you know what, I'm losing my energy, you can stop and you're going to be eating in like 20 minutes anyways, right? Uh, so this is, if you do this and you do it every other day, or even if you do it every day, but you do it lightly every day, uh, we'll see very great benefits, inshallah. inshallah. Yes. Jazakma khair, uh, Imam. Uh, I know you extended your time for me. I appreciate it. May Allah SWT to reward you. It was a pleasure, I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking was, what we can do uh, because uh, when the w weather gets a little bit warmer, maybe after Ramadan, maybe we can do uh, like do some of these workouts, and we'll we'll post it, like how to absolutely. do some of these uh, these workouts. Inshallah, inshallah. inshallah. I think that, and then we can do a we can do a challenge, inshallah, for uh, the community to do like a workout challenge, inshallah. Let's how do does it. that sound? All right. For sure. Please yeah. give my salam to the community there. They're in our uh, in our du'a. Uh, please remember us in your du'a. And uh, we got to do this again, inshallah. Barakallah. Give my salam to everyone, inshallah. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Inshallah, I just want to let everybody know that we will have our second podcast of the week, Saturday noon, Mountain Standard Time. Uh, we're going to keep bringing you, inshallah, hopefully dynamic, engaging episodes to charge your your mind, body, soul. And we got to keep it true. We always got to go for the haq because this is life haq. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Do I feel that the New York police are providing enough protection or do I have to have protection of my own? I look for protection from Allah.